Thank you, Crystal and Marisa. You have children's church. Is that why you're walking up this way? Where I go ahead and dismiss the, dismiss the children right now to go out that way. I appreciate Crystal singing. I, uh, Crystal went to our Christian school here and graduated, and she, uh, she played basketball. And uh, a lot of times, Crystal just never got tired. We would set her on the point guard of the other team, and just uh, harass them the whole game. She'd run up and down, never got tired. And I know now, with the kids at home, she never gets tired at home either. So uh, she was a very good player. Um, Pastor uh, talked about he, he was not going to tell you what he did in his office because you would laugh. I'm going to tell you what he does. Uh, it's... Uh, if I just say this without explaining what it is, you might think he's kind of gone kooky. He goes in his office and he blows bubbles. But not the kind, you, you know, you go poof and they, like that. It's, he blows in a straw into a cup and bubbles it. That's his therapy. I don't, I don't think that was that funny. How many didn't think that was funny at all? It does. In fact, I think he does get into it too much. <laughs> What's that noise in pastor's office? Oh, he's blowing bubbles in there. But uh, they say that helps his throat. James chapter 1, by the way, if you have your Bibles, James chapter 1. James chapter 1. Again, if you bring a Bible, there's one under the seat that you can use. I'm sorry, I don't have the page number. I apologize. James chapter 1, it's James is right after Hebrews in your New Testament. James chapter 1. And uh, look at verse, look at verse 5, it says this. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. Spell for a word of prayer. Father, as we consider your word tonight and consider uh, the fact that we need wisdom and we know wisdom comes from you. So, Father, help us just uh, take these things tonight. Help me communicate them clearly, please, Lord, and it may meet uh, the needs of hearts this, this evening. Uh, we pray for someone here or listening uh, online uh, that uh, they'd understand what Christ has done for them. If they've never trusted Christ as their Savior, they would do that. Uh, even this evening, Father. And again, please bless our time now. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, a very interesting verse. Uh, I know uh, I've asked uh, recently for prayer for wisdom for myself and for my sister in uh, taking care of my parents. I know, thank you all so much for asking about my parents. Uh, my dad's still in a, a rehab nursing kind of facility my mom has come back home, and uh, they are they're doing okay physically. They're they're going downhill, but uh, also just uh, dementia issues. And we want to do what's right, and so we need wisdom. You know, there's no verse in the Bible. Thus saith the Lord, this is where you'll have your parents. You know, you'll have them here, you'll have them there. This is what you'll do, and so we need wisdom. And I appreciate you praying for us. For wisdom, my dad today didn't, is not having a good day where he's at, and so please pray for them and pray for us for wisdom. One of the hardest things, many times we have to do in the ministry is visit someone who is 
is not doing well, is dying. And you always, when you go, you want to uh, say the right things. And of course, the obvious thing is the gospel. I, um, one time I we got a call. I don't think pastor was here. I was here. Uh, somebody, please come and visit my husband. He's, he's, not, he's dying of cancer. And could you come talk to him? So I'd be glad to. Uh, so I go to the house and uh, I go in. There's nobody in the living room area. And the, the, his wife meets me out there, shows me his picture. And uh, says he's, he's here in the bedroom. And so, okay, I thought I'd have some time I could spend with him. And I go into the bedroom. It's a tiny little bedroom, and there was like 25 people in there, all standing in there. I, I, you know, it's, it was like right on top of the bed, all around. Most of them are crying. Uh, he's in uh, a bed. He's struggling to breathe. He's not really. He's kind of unconscious, kind of. And and all of a sudden, I realized, Lord, what 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 should I say? And I knew I was going to give the gospel, and you know, the Lord gave me some wisdom. You know what I did? I gave him the gospel, but also gave it to all the people in the room. That's what they needed. They didn't need me just to pray that he'd get better. They needed a plan of salvation. So that is hard. Or, or maybe you've had the thing of going to visit a family that's lost a loved one, and you're like, what do I say? What do I, what, what do, I do? And so we need wisdom. Uh, how about just... All the turmoil in the world today. Isn't there a lot of kooky things going on? What do I do? Now, again, there's not a verse that says, this is what you do when kooky things are going on. You just do this list. Uh, uh, we, we need God's wisdom. And I'm sure, Polly, if you're here tonight, you are facing uh, something that's difficult or some kind of difficulty uh, it's interesting, James 1.5, in context, if you look at the verses before it, it talks about counting it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. When trials come in your life, you need to know what to do. What, what, what's this all about? Well, verse tells us, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, this is not talking about something like this. I have a big test. I'm a student. I have a big test. I didn't study. Lord, give me the answer, please. I need the answers. Have any of y'all ever done that? Come on now, be honest. We, I got some college students here. I see them. Uh, yeah, maybe I've done that. Uh, it's not talking about that at all. The wisdom here that God says available, I think it's really three kinds. First is the wisdom just to live life. The choices that we make. How, how should I live life? How should I approach life? How, how, how about the things I do? How about the things I say? If you need the wisdom to live a life, then James 1.5 is, uh, is for you. It's for you. Also, you could say it's wisdom to be a blessing to others. You need wisdom. How about that we mentioned someone who's dying or someone who's lost a, a friend or a loved one? How about someone who says unkind things or does unkind things to do? How do I, how do, I do that? How do I deal with that? And so it's wisdom to be a blessing to others. And lastly, the third thing, and I think it really sums all of those points up, we need wisdom to please God. Many times we ask for wisdom, and not necessarily an evil thing, but I need need solution. This is what I want to happen. Help me know what to do to make happen what I want to happen. 
You know, we really need to ask for wisdom. God, help me know what to do that will please you. That will please you. And that sums it all up. Uh, how many would agree life is difficult? Would you agree with that? And so since it's difficult, we need help. James 1.5 gives us hope. Hope to find wisdom that we need to live the kind of life we ought to live, to, to treat others the way we want, they ought to be treated, and to please God. And it gives us hope. It says in that verse, I need wisdom. God says, well, just ask me. Just ask me. And I know you might, a lot of you might be in some type of difficulty or a tough situation or just a simple situation. You're not sure what to do. Just ask him. It says that he, if you, uh, any man like wisdom, let him ask of God. Now, why does that give us hope? What does that verse give us hope for? Well, several reasons. First off, it gives us hope because God is a source of true wisdom. God has true wisdom. You know, too many times we, we try to discern what to do because what the TV tells us or a magazine or a book. And I'm not, against, I'm not preaching against TV or magazines or books. It's, but if we really want to know how we ought to live, how we ought to treat others, and essentially, how do I please God with my life? He's the source of true wisdom. And, and, and really, truthfully, God has already given us a lot of wisdom to help us, hasn't he? He's given us a lot of things to help us already. Let's see. Let me ask a question. What do you think one thing is that God's already given us that we can find wisdom in? What's well, the Bible, right? How many? Oh, I got it. I got this. It's the Bible. Uh, hold your place here in James. Uh, just turn over to uh, Proverbs for, uh, for me real quickly. Proverbs chapter 17. Proverbs chapter 17. Think about his word. A lot of times we wonder what to do, and God said, I already told you. I already told you. Lord, what should I do? By the way, I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I'll go ahead and say it now. That's why it's important to, to consistently read your Bible and memorize verses. To memorize verses. Why? Because we're going to see in a minute, there's, if you know Christ is your Savior, there's someone living within you, the Holy Spirit, who's God himself, when you have those verses memorized, you're trying to figure out, what should I do? You know what? The Holy Spirit can help you do it. He'll bring those verses to your mind. And so, uh, his words already told us what to say. We could give a lot of examples. I just picked out a few. Proverbs 17, look at verse 27. It says, He that hath knowledge spareth his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. And he that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. You know, a lot of times we really put a lot of pressure on ourselves. There, there's a tough situation. You want to go talk to somebody. What do I say? Well, you know, a good thing to say is nothing. You're laughing at me. That's what the verse says. Uh, instead of trying to figure out some fancy, uh, fancy thing to say, you know, i got to say something that's you know, going to be helpful. Well, the fact that you're there is helpful. And... and uh, use God's word. You, you don't have to. You don't have to be a. How many know somebody's a tremendous conversationalist? There's people that can talk. There's some people that struggle. Maybe you struggle with that. Just be careful with your words. You don't. You don't have to do the long thing. Somebody's hurting. Just be there for them. 
Pray with them. You know, not, uh, you know uh, tell them anything I do can help. I will. Just let me know. And um, God told us what to do. And if you say, well, I'm, I always say the wrong thing. Even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted what? Wise. Counted wise. You know, sometimes I think because of pride, we really think like we always have to have an answer for some, about something. You know what I'm talking about? Uh, and really, we don't know the answer, but we just talk anyway. So it's better to say nothing. I know I've shared this before from up here, but I used to work for a big sporting goods company, and I was actually a buyer. I bought shoes, and I, I would the, the sales guys would come in, and they'd bring their big bosses in a lot of times, and they would put the big sales pitch on about why you need to buy these shoes, and this is the discounts we give if you pay in such a time, and a lot of, and I would hardly say anything. It would drive them crazy. By the way, that's a good, good hint. When somebody's trying to say something, don't say anything. They have an answer for any question or objection you might have. And, and at the end, they go, well, how come you didn't say nothing? And I would tell them this verse, even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. I just didn't want you to know how stupid I was. I would, I would tell them that. Um, but God's already told us. Uh, look in chapter 15 of Proverbs. Chapter 15, what if somebody's hollering at you and getting after you and, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, he's already told us what to do. Chapter 15, verse 1, a soft answer turneth away what? Wrath. There's a lot of wrath going on, isn't there, in our country and in the world. We as Christians, God's given us some wisdom here ahead of time. We need to give a soft answer. Uh, God already tells us that. For sake of time, we're not going to uh, turn there. Ephesians 4, 32. You know what Ephesians, what if someone's unkind to you? What, what do I do? Ephesians 4.32 says, be ye kind one to another. That's wisdom that God's already given us. And uh, you say, Lord, I, what, they're being really mean to me. What should I do? And again, the Holy, the Holy Spirit can bring that to your mind. Well, I need to be kind. I need to be kind. And so God is really the true source of wisdom and he's given us some resources. One is his word. The other thing he gives us is the Holy Spirit. Quickly, if you would, look Luke chapter 12. I would put a piece of paper in Proverbs. We're going to come back uh, because that is a book of wisdom. A lot of verses about wisdom there. But Luke chapter 12, this is the interesting things that Christ tells um, his followers here. And I, I, it's, uh, Luke 12, look in verse 11, it says, And when they bring you unto the synagogues and unto the magistrates and powers, taking no thought of what thing ye shall answer or what ye shall say. Now notice verse 12, For the Holy Ghost shall teach you in, uh, in the same hour what ye ought to say. So here's the promise that the Holy Spirit, you know, what do I... What do I say in this situation? This is a hard. This is a hard thing. I'm trying to be a comfort or help to this family. I have somebody getting after me. I, I'm not sure what to say. It says the Holy Spirit will help you with what to say. So God is the source of true wisdom. He's already given us a, a, the Holy Spirit, and He's given us His Word, and that gives us hope. There is answers for life. There's answers for how we as believers ought to live life. There is wisdom for how we ought to do others. We ought to be a blessing to others. And there's wisdom so we can please God with what we do and everything in our life. 
Now, if you would turn back to James chapter 1, again, hold your place back there in Proverbs, James 1. Another part of James 1, 5 that does give us hope is a phrase here. And James 1, 5 says, And if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to, what's the next phrase? All men. You know, wisdom that comes from God is not just for preachers or Bible teachers or some kind of special uh, like spiritual giant. It's available to what? All men. It's available to you. If you know Christ as your Savior, it's available to you. And then it says in chapter 5, here's another thing that gives us great hope. God gives wisdom liberally. It says it gives to all men liberally. What that means is simply and openly and sincerely. You know, God doesn't tell you, this is what you ought to do. You go, huh? What does that mean? He gives it to you simply. Uh, God's not going to tell you something that's so complicated you could not understand it. It's going to be simply stated and given in sincerity. And then uh, a fourth reason we have hope is it says that he gives that to us and he abradeth not. He abradeth not. Uh, Abradeth means reproach. Or revile. Kind of maybe the idea of making fun of. God doesn't go, you don't know that? It's not laughing at you. That's in the word. Why didn't you, why didn't you learn that? And kind of laughs at you. And uh, I was in class the other day. It's the first week of school. I do junior high Bible. Had a class of seventh graders. First day of school. And I, this class, I know a couple of the students in there. The other ones, I, I know some of their faces, but I didn't really know them. I'm trying to learn their name. One thing I try to do to help learn their name, I try to ask them, what did you do this summer? I go around class, what did you do? And I had, uh, one girl said, my family went to Thailand and Vietnam. That's really cool. And then a, a, a little girl in the front raises her hand up, and she goes, is that in Japan? <laughs> Well, I didn't laugh like that. I wanted to laugh, but I didn't. But then I was very impressed. The class didn't make fun of her either. And I said, man, that's, there's a class that, you know, they, they have wisdom. They didn't make fun of her, revile this girl. Then I thought for a few minutes, maybe they don't know where <laughs> Thailand and Vietnam is either. So maybe that's why they didn't laugh. I don't know. So, um, but God doesn't make fun of us. He doesn't make fun of us when we ask for wisdom. He wants to give it to us. And in fact, that's the, the, really the fifth thing that gives us hope is that he says, it shall be given him. God wants to give us wisdom. Wisdom to please him. Wisdom to be a blessing to others. Wisdom to just help us live life if we'll ask him. Uh, let's... Look in 1 Kings. Again, please hold your place in Proverbs. We're about to go back there some. 1 Kings chapter 3. 1 Kings is right before 2 Kings. It's right after 1 and 2 Samuel. Uh, All those uh, in the Old Testament, all those books that have numbers in them are all together. 1 and 2 Samuel, 1 and 2 Kings, and uh, 1 and 2 Chronicles. 1 Kings chapter 3. And we just want to see an example of what we just said. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally, and abradeth not, and it shall be given him. First Kings chapter 3, 
How many have ever heard of Solomon? Solomon, we always talk about his, his wisdom, and he, he uh, had it for a couple of reasons. One, I think he got taught the word of God, so God used the word in his life. But because of this incident in his life, look at chapter 5. It says in Gibeon, uh, chapter 3, verse 5, excuse me, chapter 3, verse 5, In Gibeon the Lord appeared unto Solomon in a dream by night, and God said, Ask what I shall give thee. And Solomon said, Thou hast showed unto thy servant David, my father, great mercy, according as he walked before thee in truth and righteousness and in uprightness of heart with thee. And thou hast kept for him this great kindness that thou hast given him a son to sit on his throne as it is this day. And now, O Lord my God, thou hast made my servant king instead of David, my father, and I am but a little child, and I know not how to, to go out or to come in. And thy servant is in the midst of thy people, which thou hast chosen, a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Give, therefore, my, thy servant an understanding heart to judge thy people, that I may discern between good and bad. For who is able to judge this day so great a people? And the speech pleased the Lord at Solomon and asked him. And um, we'll stop uh, right there and just say a couple things. I love verse 10. Here's a, here's a man who asked for what? Wisdom. Asked him so he could serve as king and take care of the people of the kingdom. And, and what did God do for him? Well, the speech pleased him and God gave him wisdom. If you go read on here, he gave him some other blessings too. But God basically said, because you ask, I gave. And what a great example that is for us. How God didn't make fun of him. Say, that's really dumb. You, you know, I'd give you money. I'd give you a long life. That's what most people ask for. Uh, it's things like that. But because you asked for that, I'm going to give you that. Plus, he gave him some other blessings too, as far as uh, what he accomplished in his time as king. Um, what a simple... I'd, I'd take James 1.5 and I would write 1 Kings 3. And look at the example of Solomon as a man who asked for wisdom. And God did not say, that's a bad choice. That's a dumb choice. It pleased God. You know, that, whatever you're facing in life, that you have to know what to do. If you ask God for wisdom so you can please him, you know what he's going to do? That will please, that'll please him. And he's going to give you wisdom you need for whatever you might face. Now, if you have time, and we don't have time tonight, I'd, I'd love to look in the same chapter, 1 Kings 3, beginning in verse 16, is the story of Solomon and the uh, two women come in and trying to claim the baby was theirs. This is my baby, this is my baby. And, of course, one of them was lying and the other one wasn't. And, and uh, Solomon, I would have never thought about something like that. Well, give me a sword. Well, just cut them in half. Cut the baby in half, and, you, and one can have half, and one can have the other half. And, of course, the woman who really was her baby said, no, don't do that. Give them to the other one. And, he, he, of course, he discerned that the, the baby went to the, the, to the right lady, and everybody was amazed. You know, uh, when we see God's wisdom in our life, it is an amazing thing what God can do. Some people might not understand it, but if you'll ask, God will give you wisdom and, and, and do some amazing things in your life. 
So I know you're probably sitting out there asking yourself, I need wisdom. What steps do I take? What do I do? Well, you ought to write these down. There's five steps that you can take to really apply James 1.5 and find this wisdom God wants to give you, and uh, it'll be a big help to you. Here's the first one. Number one, you must humble yourself. You must humble yourself. Just remember Solomon. He, he could have, God said, yeah, I'll give you anything. That was very humbling to say, I don't want anything. I don't want what the other kings want. I want to be able to have wisdom to, to rule the people in a way that pleases you. That, that took humility. Uh, again, don't let go of Proverbs, but look over in James chapter 4. James in your New Testament. And maybe you held your place in James 1, 5. We're going to be in James chapter 4. We've got to humble ourselves. And again, sometimes we think we know what's best for us. No, God knows what's best. And God's wisdom to, uh, knows what's best for us in our life. And sometimes we've got to realize, hey, I, I need God. I am weak. I know nothing. I don't know the answer. Don't we do that a lot of times? We try, we try to find the answer. I, I, I can figure this out. I can figure this out. And God says, you need to ask me. I have the answer. I have the answers. And uh, we got to humble ourselves. James 4, verse 6, very familiar. It says, but he giveth more grace. Wherefore, he saith, God resisteth the what? Proud. Who's he give grace to? Unto the humble. Look down in verse 10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. If we want this wisdom that God offers us in James 1, 5, we've got to humble ourselves. We've got to say, God, I, I need you. I, I have to go visit these people. I I'm not sure what to do or say. I, I, need I have someone I'm having a difficult time with, maybe a boss at work, or maybe a family member, or maybe uh, someone in the neighborhood. And I, I want to do the right thing. I want to, to please you with how I deal with this situation. I want to be a, a help or a blessing to this person. I want to live life in a way that uh, you can say, well done. And so you've got to humble yourself. I, I, I have nothing to offer this. But God offers us wisdom if we'll ask. Uh, Proverbs 9.10, don't turn there right now because we're going to look at a verse in James before we turn back to Proverbs. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You know what the fear of the Lord is? Basically, it has the idea of reverence toward God, a trust in God, and a hatred for evil. And so we want the wisdom of God in our life. We need to fear the Lord. And, and Lord, I trust you with my life. I need your wisdom, and I, what, you, what you show me you want me to do, I'm going to trust you that that's what I need. And the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And so that's a great place to start. We must trust God. We must humble ourselves. And when we do that, if any man lack wisdom, I will give it. I will give it. Here's the second thing you need to do. You must... Ask God. You got to ask for it. You know, God has a, 
a bunch of stuff in his word already, and he has a bunch of things he wants, in principle, he wants to show us and give us wisdom. Uh, but we got to ask. James, are you still in James? Look in chapter 4. Well, first, he says in James 1.5, if any man lack wisdom, so remember, if you lack, you need to ask God. How many feel like I don't know what to do all the time? There's somebody you can ask. Just ask God. And, and you must ask him. A very familiar passage again, James 4, verse 2. You lust and have not. You kill and desire to have and cannot attain. You fight and war. Yet you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. A lot of times I don't know what to do. Well, ask God what to do. Ask God to show you in his word that wisdom that's already there, plainly spelled out for us, what to do. And he, he's not going to make fun of you. He's not going to uh, say, you know, well, uh, here, I'll tell you, but you'll never understand it. He's going to simply and sincerely give you wisdom for whatever you've got to face. So you have not because you ask not. You've got to ask. What if um, I had a bunch of $100 bills up here? Enough for each person to have a $100 bill. And uh, after the service, I have them all up here. If you want one, you just got to come ask me for it. I'm not going to pass. How many would come up and ask me? How many, how many say, no, I'm not interested in a $100 bill. I don't, I don't really want that. They don't, they don't take it to the stores. They won't take hundreds. You know, can you give me 520s or whatever? Um, can you give me $52 bills? I don't, I don't know, whatever it is. You would all come up here because all you had to do is ask to get it. Well, that's the same with God. You, you just got to ask him. If you want to please God with your life and you, you need wisdom to do that, well, ask him. Say, Lord, I, 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 I need help. I, I, I really know nothing. But I want to please you. And even if what you show me to do is I don't understand it or maybe I don't like it, I'm going to trust you. And when you do, he'll give you wisdom. Lord, I, I want to do what's right. I want to help these people. I want to help this person. I want to say the right things. I want to do the right things, take the right actions. Well, ask him, Lord, I need you. I need your wisdom. And if you ask, he's going to give it. If you ask. Number three, here's the third thing you must do. You, you must treasure it. You realize how valuable wisdom is? You must treasure it. Really consider it valuable. And we just mentioned $100 up here. Maybe that's not enough for you to walk all the way up. I want $200, Pastor, before I walk up front. But you put value in that. Uh, if wisdom is valuable. It's, look at, you're in James 3, look in chapter 3, look in verse 17. A description here of wisdom. But the wisdom that is from above is first pure, then peaceable and gentle and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits without partiality and without hypocrisy. That sounds like something pretty good, doesn't it? The wisdom that's from God. It has great value. I told you to hold your place in Proverbs. Turn to Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs chapter 3. Proverbs is a good book. has a lot of wisdom in the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, 
happy is the man. Happy there has the idea is blessed. You ever hear people all the time? You hear on people, oh, God's really blessed me. You want a real blessing from God? Well, look what it says. Verse 13. Happy or blessed is a man that findeth what? Wisdom. That's, that's a real blessing. That's what we need for our life. We need God's wisdom. We need to stop living in our own wisdom and say, God, I, I, I can't do it. I need you. I need what, what you have, your wisdom, and we need to ask him for it and realize that is truly valuable. Look in Proverbs 3 again in verse 14, talking about wisdom. For the merchandise of it is better than the merchandise of silver and the gain thereof than fine gold. Um, you know, if you watch TV or see commercials, they always tell you, invest in gold. You know, that's the good investment. It never, never goes down. And you had gold, and everybody gets excited about gold. And, you know, that, that's nothing wrong with gold. But here it says wisdom is better than that. If you say, I, I wish I had a million dollars in gold for my retirement or that God would show me wisdom in my life, you know what? You'd be better off with God's wisdom. It would be better. It's more valuable than gold. It says in verse 15, she's more precious than rubies. Now, I, you know, I, I, I understand this. I have not studied this. I might be telling something that's untrue, but I think I've heard it that this is true, that a, a really fine ruby is more valuable than a diamond. Probably harder to find one that's really good and pure and good. And it says here, wisdom... Not only is it better than gold and silver, it's better than a ruby. It has more value. And and notice this, verse 15, And all the things that thou canst desire are not to be compared unto her. You can think of anything you'd really like to have. And it wouldn't compare to God's wisdom. A lot of people say, "I I don't have anything. You know, if you have God's word, you have a lot of what God's wisdom is right here. And you have something very valuable, the most valuable thing in the world. And we ought to be excited about it. How's your retirement plan? Well, it ain't do no good. Economy and my, my retirement plans crashed. All my investments, I buried some gold. Someone come and dug it up and took it. And, and uh, people will take anything. You know that? People, people will take you. Have, that's another thing. If God gives you wisdom. People can't take that away from you. Uh, I'm... We have a little house that belongs to my dad, and uh, in the process of trying to sell it, you know, somebody drove in behind the house, I'm assuming at night, and stole the air conditioner from the outside. You know, you know that's not cool. <laughs> that's just, they really did steal the air conditioner, but people can take your gold and silver, but they, they, they can't take wisdom. Nothing can be compared to it. And I encourage you to read on in chapter 3 about the length of days in the right hand and just, just how valuable wisdom is. You can have something of great value. Better than me giving you a $100 bill up here if you'll just ask. Nothing can be compared to it. So let's review again. You must humble yourself. You must ask God for it and, and treasure it as something very valuable. Number four, here's another way to, to lay hold on wisdom. And I, I like this one. You need to spend time with wise believers. I, I decide to, I just like this verse. Proverbs 13, you're in Proverbs, look at Proverbs 13. 
Proverbs 13. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. Proverbs 13, verse 20, it says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be, what? Destroyed. So, it's good to be in church. People are here, not I'm saying everybody here, including myself, are living as wise as we should, but you had enough wisdom to come to church to hear God's word. And this is a good place to be. He that walketh with wise men shall be wise. And so hang out and spend time with those wise believers. And then number five, this is the last way, and our time's almost gone here. You need to get in to the book of Proverbs and really the whole Bible. Look in Proverbs chapter 2. We're just going to read some parts of uh, Proverbs here to you, and then we're going to finish up tonight. You need to get into Proverbs and to the really, again, the whole Bible. Proverbs chapter 2, look in verse 6. It says, For the Lord giveth wisdom, and out of his mouth cometh knowledge and understanding. He layeth up sound wisdom for the righteous, and he is a buckler to them that walk uprightly. He keepeth the paths of judgment, and preserveth the way of the saints. Then shalt thou understand righteousness, and judgment, and equity, yea, every good path. When wisdom enter into thy heart, thy soul is pleasant, I mean, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy, unto thy soul. So here God says, look, I, if you'll come after wisdom, uh, all these things come true. He, he, he'll, he'll come knowledge and understanding. You'll know what to do. Um, uh, you'll have good understanding in, in every wise path. When wisdom entereth in thine heart, and then thy knowledge is pleasant, and so you'll have peace of soul. That I uh, went to God, I humbled myself and asked him for wisdom, and it helps me live my life in a way to please him. And when you, when you live to please the Lord, what a peace he'll give to your soul. He'll give you peace to your soul. How many want peace for your soul? That's why the world's the way it is. People are looking for peace for their soul. Many of them, most people are lost, don't know what they're looking for. Most people are stirred up because they want peace to their soul. We can't find that apart from Christ and his word, his, the wisdom he gives in his word. Look in chapter 8. Chapter 8. Chapter 8. In verse 1 it says, Doth not wisdom cry, and understanding put forth her, her voice? She stands in the top of the high places by the way, in the places of, of the paths. She crieth at the gates, at the entry of the city, at the coming in, at the doors. Unto you, O man, I call. And my voice is to the sons of man. O ye simple, understand wisdom. And ye fools, be ye of an understanding heart. Hear, for I will speak excellent things. And the opening of my lips shall be right things. For my mouth shall speak truth. And wickedness is an abomination to my lips. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. There is nothing froward or perverse in them. They are all plain to him that understandeth, and write to them that find knowledge. Receive my instruction, and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all the things that may be desired are not to be compared to it. 
I, wisdom, dwell, dwell with prudence and find out knowledge of witty inventions. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil pride and arrogancy and the evil way. And the forward mouth do I hate. Counsel is mine and sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, princes rule and nobles, even all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Isn't that interesting? And I lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally. And he will give it. Um, Verse 18, riches and honor are with me, yea, durable riches and righteousness. My fruit is better than gold, yea, fine gold, and my revenue than choice silver. I lead in the way of righteousness in the midst of the paths of judgment, that I may cause those that love me to inherit substance, and I will fill their treasures. We'll just stop there. Boy, that's just, there's a lot of meat there. We, we could talk for another 15, 20 minutes and then pick some of those verses apart. I encourage you to read that over again. Again, just explaining how precious, how valuable God's wisdom is. And you know, that wisdom is right there for you if you'll just ask. Ask with the right attitude of heart. Not, I want th- help me know what to do so it'll happen the way I want it to happen. Lord, help me know what to do so I can please you. Lord, help me know how, what to do so I can live life in a way that makes you glad, makes you happy. I, 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 Lord, help me know how to, to deal with these people, what to say and what to do so I can be a help to them. I can be a blessing because I know that pleases you. And if we'll seek wisdom when we don't know what to do, God says, I'll give it to you. Do, do you need wisdom tonight? <laughs> I bet some of us do. We're wondering what to do. As I told you earlier, I, I, I'm going to still wonder every day what to do for my parents. There's no verse that says that, but there's a lot of good things in God's word. And I just keep asking God for wisdom because I want to do for my parents what would please God. What's, you know, God, I want to do the right thing. And I'll do it if you'll show me. So um, what's going on in your life? Maybe there's some difficulty you're going through, some uh, thing you're going to have to have an answer for. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth to all men liberally and abradeth not, and he shall give it him. And so God will give you wisdom if you'll ask. Now, um, that message was for believers, and I know I recognize most of you, and probably I see here have a testimony of. Trusting Christ is your Savior, and you've done that. And that verse is for you. That's talking to believers. Uh, but if you don't know for sure if you were to die today or 50 years from now, you'd be in heaven, you can know that. If you're listening to us, to me tonight, you can know that. Not because anything First Baptist Church could promise you, but what God promised in his word. And what he promised was he'll give you everlasting life if you'll believe in Christ. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me hath everlasting life. The word believe uh, means not just I believe Jesus existed, but it has the idea of trust and reliance. If the best you know how, you realize I can't do anything on my own to get to heaven. There's no way I can merit it, earn it, promise God anything for it. But I'll trust Christ for it because he's the Savior who died for me. 
And that when you do that, he'll give you everlasting life. Not, again, because of anything we can do or could do, but because of what Christ has already done. And he died for us. He died for you. And if you'll put your trust in him, he'll give you everlasting life. You know, and what's good, once you trust Christ, you know, you have a whole life to live. You have that foundation of Christ. You're going to heaven. And what are you going to build on that foundation? I want to I build a good life on that foundation. I'm not always sure what to do. If any man lack wisdom... Let him ask God. He's given you his word. He's given you the Holy Spirit. And he'll help you know what you ought to do. But you've got to ask. And so if you have questions tonight, I'm not saying there's some magic formula that I'm going to go out and pray right now. And I'm going to know what to do. But you keep praying. Keep asking. And God will show you what to do. He might bring a verse to mind. Maybe he'll use somebody to share a truth from God's word with you. And it'll help you know what to do. But you've got to ask. And again, if you, you're here or listening to me, if you don't know for sure heaven's your home, trust Christ as your Savior. Don't put that off. Just uh, talk it over to God. Say, God, I, I might not understand everything, but I know I'm a sinner, and I can't save myself. I'm trusting Christ to save me. And uh, God will give you everlasting life if you've never done that before. Let's bow for prayer, and we'll, be, we'll close for tonight. Thank you for your patience. Again, Christian friend, uh, I just encourage you, it's something available to you that's very valuable. More valuable than anything that you, you could even imagine. Something that you maybe really want. It's, it's better than that. And that's the wisdom of God. And he said he'll give it to you if you'll ask. He's not going to make fun of you. He's not going to uh, tell you to do something that you don't understand. But he's going to show wisdom that is tremendously valuable to help you know how to live life. That's going to help you know how just to deal with people and try to be a help and a blessing to people. And, he, and he's going to show you things that will please him. And my hope tonight is that you all have a desire to please God with your life. And God will help you with that. He's given your word, his word to help you with that. He's given you the Holy Spirit and he's given you the avenue of wisdom, if you'll ask. If you'll ask. Father in heaven, we do thank you for each one that's here. We thank you for that promise in your word. That if we lack wisdom, we're not, we just don't know what to do. Father, that if we come to you in, in humble uh, attitude, Lord, I, I just whatever it is you have for me, just show me and I'll do it. And Father, we're so grateful that you promise that you will give. And again, Father, thank you for that. Thank you that you just, when we got saved, you didn't give us any direction, any help. But thank you for the wisdom that you'll give us. Father, we thank you for each one that came tonight. We ask you to bless them for their faithfulness and their safety as they travel home now, Lord. And we ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Again,